When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $15.99. Save $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We all do things our own way. And since the way that each of us sleeps is unique, you need a bed that fits you just the right way. Sleep Number smart beds make your sleep experience as individual as you are, using cutting-edge technology to give you effortless, high-quality sleep every night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, during Sleep Number's President's Day sale, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed plus special financing for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. See store for details. President Trump's terrible, horrible, no good, very bad week. So if you work in the White House, watch out. A battle for the gavel on Capitol Hill. Will Nancy Pelosi be victorious? And Kellyanne Conway's husband is at it again. This is the State of America. It's a pressureful job. You have elections that don't go well. This seems to have exacerbated some of the president's worst tendencies uh, to lash out. He seems to have divided the world into winners and losers. When he was once asked about his temperament when he was running for president, he said, I have the very, very best temperament because I always win. What is emerging now is a picture of someone who's like King Lear raging against the night. The president angrily, wildly and baselessly ranted about the special counsel's investigation. The fact that this is how he is reacting, I think is pretty telling about where his head is. Hello, everyone. I'm Kate Baldwin in New York. To our viewers watching around the world, this is State of America. He's fuming, he's peddling conspiracies, new conspiracies, and he is lashing out. That is the president of the United States right now. Why, you ask? Well, let me get the list. The Republican losses in the midterm elections, the PR mess of his trip to France, a very public arm twisting by the First Lady, and the Mueller investigation inching closer to a conclusion. As one White House official put it to CNN, He's pissed at damn near everyone. Let's start inside the White House and work our way out, shall we? That is where the revolving door appears to be getting ready to swing once again. The uncertainty is even more than usual being um, fomented by the president. I mean, it's, it really is kind of a Hunger game situation that he knows that people are worried for their jobs. So how do they put it in the movie again? May the odds be ever in your favor. John Kelly and Christian Nielsen. I can't say that without laughing every time. Because sources tell CNN that the president's chief of staff and secretary of Homeland Security, they could be the next to go. First up, Nielsen. Sources tell CNN she could be over, she could be out over the president's frustration with her handling of immigration. Though the typically talkative President Trump was tight-lipped about Nielsen this week. But in an interview later that very same day, the president said this, you know, always in an administration after the midterms, you make changes. So I'm looking at things, haven't made a decision yet. I will be making a decision on homeland shortly. 
not the definition of a glowing endorsement. And as for John Kelly, he's feeling the heat following the president's trip to France, the trip where the president, on the advice of his aides, says he skipped a visit to honor Americans killed in World War I due to rain. Yes, rain. So they didn't plan for the weather, apparently, and also did not plan for the backlash. If the president had his wits about him, he would he would have realized the only legitimate excuse for not going to the battlefield was that he was dying or that someone near him that he loved was in dire straits. It was swift, that backlash, as other world leaders did find time and transportation to take part in similar ceremonies in inclement weather. There's a lot of video and pictures of them doing just that. Something else that may have caught the president off guard, his wife, First Lady Melania Trump who released a public statement this week calling for the firing of the president's deputy national security advisor. You heard that right. Not someone on her own staff, but the president's staff. And importantly, in public, an unprecedented move. But one we may have seen a bit of a preview for last month. I give him my honest advice and honest opinions, and uh, then he does what he wants to do. Has he had people that you didn't trust working for him? Yes. Did you let him know? I let him know. Right. That is normal. First ladies often have weighed in on staffing for their spouses and their spouse's staff. But never, ever in public. The statement boldly declared coming from the first lady's office that this staffer, Mira Ricardel, she no longer deserves the honor of working in the White House. Sources tell CNN it at least in part has to do with an argument about the first lady's Africa trip. Needless to say, Ricardel is on her way out of the White House. But there is something else weighing heavily on the president right now. The special counsel's Russia investigation. After a bit of a hiatus in terms of the, Trump, of the president attacking it, Trump is back at it, tweeting that Mueller's team has gone absolutely nuts. We haven't seen any evidence of that. (laughs) That they are screaming and shouting at people. Mueller is notoriously secretive. No one knows what's going on inside that grand jury room. Even He even is ripping into Mueller for working for Obama for eight years, which Mueller did not. He worked under Republican President George W. Bush for eight years and then for Obama for four years. Regardless, what is behind all of this? One White House watcher says it could be the realization that Mueller is getting closer to issuing his final report. There was a time frame where his lawyers had gotten him not to tweet about Mueller. Um, that was their big accomplishment was just don't talk about the special counsel. The fact that this is how he is reacting after several days with his lawyers going over written responses to written questions from Mueller, I think is pretty telling about where his head is. Now, a bipartisan duo, Republican Jeff Flake and Democrat Chris Coons, they want to protect the Mueller investigation, pushing for a vote on a bill we've talked about a whole bunch that would do exactly that, protect Robert Mueller in this investigation. Republican leaders, though, have balked, and now Flake is laying down a very real threat. I have informed the majority leader that I will not vote to advance any of the 21 judicial nominees pending in the Judiciary Committee or vote to confirm the 32 judges awaiting confirmation on the Senate floor until S-2644 is brought to the full Senate for a vote. Now, don't hold your breath on that one. That, of course, is in the Senate. It's a very different story on what's going on in the House, as it often is, which is very soon will be firmly in the hands of Democrats. And so to add to that, and so add that to the president's worry list right now, despite the very pretty face and happy face he tried to put on it last week. It was a big day yesterday, an incredible day. 
And last night, the Republican Party defied history to expand our Senate majority while significantly beating expectations in the House. That really, again, just is not the case. Democrats picked up more than 30 seats in the House. That also means Republicans lost more than 30 seats in the House. And there are still outstanding races, so Democrats could pick up more. But while they were united in their election, the Democrats are divided in their victory over who will be the leader of this new majority in the House. Nancy Pelosi, the last Democrat to serve as Speaker, she wants the gavel again. I have a broad base of support in the country financially, politically, and otherwise, which is valuable to our caucus. None of us is indispensable, but some of us are just better at our jobs than others. But a growing number of fellow Democrats in the House are coming forward to say that they want to see change at the top. At this time, Nancy Pelosi does not have my support. We're waiting to see if somebody else is going to emerge to challenge her. I think it's a new time and there's been some change. And I, and I think it would be some if we, good if we had some change in leadership. I made a commitment to my district um, that I would not be supporting uh, Nancy Pelosi. But in the election deemed the year of the woman because of how many women have picked up seats and ran and won, it's not lost on anyone that Democrats could be rejecting the first woman who was ever to serve as House Speaker. Now that we have all of these women coming into the Congress, it would be a damn shame that you then replaced uh, this fearless leader uh, with a man. Finally, from one critic of the president to another, I give you George Conway, a Washington attorney, a well-known conservative voice who has become famous for trolling the president on Twitter. He also just happens to be the husband of one of the president's closest aides, Kellyanne Conway. Yes, that Kellyanne Conway. George Conway is now doing interviews about why he thinks his wife's boss is so bad. Listen to how he explained his decision to not join the administration himself. I'm filling out the financial forms and it's like, you know, it's like, uh, I forget what part time of year it was. it was. No, it was like late April. Man, I'm thinking, I'm watching this thing and, you know, it's like the administration is like a show in a dumpster fire. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't know. Oh, I think you do know. Bleeping dumpster fire is not really that vague. Doesn't leave much room for interpretation, my friends. So I know what you're wondering because I've been wondering the same thing. What does this mean for the marriage between George Conway, the critic, and Kellyanne Conway, the advocate? Wonder no more. I don't think she likes it. But I don't, you know, I don't, I've told her I don't like, you know, the administration. So we're, it's even, you know, it's one of these things. I mean, if I, if I had a nickel for everybody in Washington who disagreed with their spouse about something that happens in this town, I wouldn't be on this podcast. I'd be probably on a beach somewhere. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, I mean, when it comes down to things we disagree about, I mean, we disagree, we agree on most policy things. I mean, virtually all ever. It's just, you know, okay, so this, this is the one thing we really disagree about. It is one thing, but it's a pretty big thing. I guess my next question is, what does Donald Trump think about this? Who? You mean, you mean, you mean Mr. Kellyanne Conway? Take that. That's how you get back at him. I guess Mark, Mark President Trump is hashtag Team Kellyanne if we had to even wonder. All right. So on the hashtag front coming up for us, hashtag why so angry? Hashtag President Grumpy Pants. Why is the president so, quote, pissed at damn near everyone? And if he is, why does it matter so much?
this to damn near everyone. Yes, this is the third time I've said it. I can't get enough of it. That is how one White House official described President Trump's current state of mind to CNN. So why exactly is the president so angry? Who exactly is he angry with? And besides tirades on Twitter, what exactly will he do about it? The panel tonight, Bill Press is here. He's the host of The Bill Press Show. Alice Stewart is CNN political commentator and former communications director to Ted Cruz's presidential campaign. Jeff Balaban is an advisor to President Trump's re-election campaign advisory board. And Neil Malika Henderson is CNN senior political reporter. It is a great to have you all here. Thank you so much. Nia, yes. presidents get angry. Presidents get upset. Presidents get furious. Yes, presidents indeed. may rage. Um, and they also suffer midterm losses. Why? What is it with this president that seems so different then? You know, I think one of the narratives of this White House is this president is often angry. He's often uh, kind of raging at the people around him. He's often raging at the press. He's often raging uh, at his staff. The Democrats pick any enemy. It's sort of the president's uh, MO. But this week was unique. I mean, you did have uh, the Democrats tightening their grip on the House. They, of course, won, uh, but they're flipping more seats. Uh, The Paris trip did not go well. It was basically scolded on the world stage by Macron, who had been his BFF. You remember, they couldn't keep their hands off each other. The touching was Uh, a lot. The touching was a lot. I think that's over uh, at this point. And then at some point, he's sitting down answering questions uh, around the Mueller probe. So none of this stuff was great for him. And we saw the eruptions, I think, on Twitter over and over again. So and what is the result? Often we we talk about is he lashes out of the staff, right? And this is when I think everyone in the White House and the West Wing should be on high alert and in a cabinet position. But one thing that we have heard before, Bill, is that the more the media talks about that people on their way out, the more inclined the president is to not push them out. Is th- I, I said this yesterday. Is this wag that is that a wag <laughs> is that a wag the dog thing? I don't know, but it's it screws me up. What is, what, is Look, that possible? I, well, I've just given up trying to second guess Donald Trump. But I want to add to what uh, Malia said about um, the, why he'd be pissed off, why he'd be grumpy. Yeah. I mean, you also had Melania stepping into the West Wing and demanding that somebody be be fired, right? And then I think also. Other presidents get angry. We knew that Obama was really not happy at some point, so we kept looking for signs of it. Trump doesn't hide it, man. He shows it. Yeah. He tweets like mad. His tweets get even more wild. The ones about Mueller and the screaming contest, what's that based on? I thought the weirdest one this week was when he said, the people in Florida, they vote, then they go back to their car, <laughs> and they change their shirt and their hat, and then they go back and vote Oh, you again. know I'm reading yes. that one. Not you to, know I'm reading that not one. Not to be outdone so by needing an ID to buy a box of cereal, yes. where I only need an ID when I buy a box of wine. But right. here's, to, yeah. to set the record straight. Becky, you're still carded. I'm let, now let, feeling like this. Yes. I don't need an ID. Stop worrying my face. Full disclosure, the president has come out and said all this talk about him being in a foul mood. He says that's fake news. He says everything is good, things are fine. The administration's going well. The palace intrigue is overblown. But I really do, you really do have to think, when you look at how the last month has been, he has been out doing rallies in front of his adoring fans, which uh, that would be fun to do. He enjoyed that. Those are done. The Mueller investigation is coming home to roost. And these factors, in addition to not not having a great midterm, that has to be bothering him. That has to be playing on his mind. And and as much as he likes to say everything's quiet on the home front, 
th these factors have to play so play a, it all play a role. Up. If he is so. angry, what's going to change? What's going to turn it around? What's going to get him back in a place of <laughs> yeah. the House Democrats? That's so no, no, it's okay. So I've been, <laughs> right, I'm, just I'm, I'm just listening to all of this, and I got to say, other than media claiming that he's angry, I don't see evidence that he's angry. Media is not claiming yes, that he's yeah, angry. Sources, 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 right here, sources. No, no, no. Right here. Oh, don't start doing the sources thing. You know that's going to set me off. Don't let me on. I don't want to set you off. I don't want you to get angry, Kate. I never get angry. Okay, good. I'm just saying. Sources inside the White House are telling, not just CNN, telling many reporters that he is angry. Here's what I'm saying. What I'm saying that there were a number of things we're not talking about that were very successful this week. For example, a rarity nowadays in Washington. He did something together with the Democrats in a bipartisan way. That doesn't often happen these days. It was successful in prison reform. Other positive things. Well, they're those, not those, successful those, again. Let, 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 let me finish. Maybe at some point. Let me, let me, those, they announced something those, together. Yeah, Give them that, Neil. Those are great things. And, and, you know, if the media prefers to talk about this other narrative, that's fine. But the truth is, I think he's doing great. I think that the midterm elections we picked up in the Senate, which is highly unusual, it's really a rarity in the last century. The, the losses in the midterm were much less than anticipated, much less than historically generally happened. You can roll your rolls all you want, but that's the truth. It's, it's, it's <laughs> no. much less than Obama and Clinton got in their first midterm. And so the truth is, he has a lot to be happy for. And, you know, is he, is, is he a brash, tough guy? He sure is. That, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's angry. Can we just pour the sure. record, okay? It looks like 40 seats in the House. There are more seats than Democrats have picked up since Watergate. The Republican margin, Donald Trump said the day after there was going to be 55. It looks like they're going to be 51 or 52 in the Senate. Democrats picked up seven governorships, seven state legislative houses, 372 state legislatures. Legislative seats. Jeff, it was a blue wave. Wait, wait, that was an interesting comparison. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. It, was an, it was an interesting comparison. I think you compared his pickup to uh, to other pickups. Let's compare it to Obama's and Clinton's with their losses, right? Clinton, Obama was 63. I, I, seats I, I think the thing election. to compare it to is just, and I would just say, totally just common map. sense. Common sense would tell you when you see it flip. It's not a good day, and that's why well, I, the know, way here's, I here's, would say it know. is, it's a blue wave. Sure. It's a bad day. Is it the worst day? No. He kept the majority in the Senate. But don't try to tell me it was a good day. Well, listen, listen, I didn't say this was a red wave. I'm just saying this was not the tsunami <laughs> okay, I was talking yeah. about. At least we're there. there together. Yeah, I'm not going to let this happy. panel end without right. the best quote of the week. <clears throat> what does Donald Trump do when he doesn't like the outcome of an election? He talks about voter fraud. Voter fraud that, if you look at the evidence, there is no evidence of. With this quote, I've had friends talk about when people get in line, they absolutely have no right to vote. Then they go around in circles. Sometimes they go to their car. They put on a different hat. They put on a different shirt. They come in and vote again. Yeah, who are these friends who are um, telling him about these this weirdo conspiracy theory of people uh, putting on fun? I mean, it's bizarre. But again, this is Donald Trump. Well, he couldn't take... Uh, don't, know, even I, I, don't, don't even try. No, no, no. Don't even try. Listen, I've done poll watching in my time. I don't know how many else yeah. I've done. Okay. And I remember in Philadelphia, in poll watching, in Obama versus uh, McCain. Mm -hmm. And in that, here's what I personally witnessed, among many other things. I personally witnessed polling machines that were taken from a public school polling center into the basement of a private house. The back was open. There were two Obama campaign jacket wearing young kids churning out votes. I witnessed it myself, and, and called the police. And so this does happen. Which is different. Here's the thing. We're going to fight about this at the break. But in the last decade, there have really only been people who studied this stuff. There have been about... What was it? 31 cases yeah, yeah, of actual voter low. fraud. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. we'll be right back. Coming up, five weeks of fury for the pre five days of fury for the president. That was this week. What is next week going to be like? The panel's going to look at that. <laughs>
I have overwhelming support uh, in my caucus uh, to be Speaker of the House. And certainly we have many, many people in our caucus uh, who uh, uh, could serve in this capacity. I happen to think that I, at this point I'm the best person for that. That was Democratic House Leader Nancy Pelosi sounding pretty confident that she is winning this week. Will next week see her with enough votes, though, to become the next House Speaker? Just one of the big questions as we look back and we look ahead. So let's talk quickly about who first won the week. Surprisingly, Bill and Jeff, you were on opposite ends of this. Bill, you think the Democrats won the week? Jeff, you think Republicans won the week? Please win me over. I don't see how you can deny that Democrats won the week. Every day, I do this show every day, right? Every day I was reporting one or two more de- seats won by the Democrats to where it's almost 40 now with six still to be counted. That's a win. Okay. The f- President Trump also found out that his visit to Arizona fizzled, and we have Kirsten Sinema as a new senator from Arizona. Response, That's a win. Response? Sure. Let's define winning over here. I mean, let's, take a look at the Democrat, let's, let's take a look at the Democratic caucus right it's now. It's winning. Because let's, let's look going into 2020, what we have to deal with. The Democrats have a very clear choice. Either work with Donald Trump to do things for the country, which is maybe politically difficult with one aspect of their base, right, but good for the country, or try to work against him so he doesn't get credit for anything, which is bad for the country and bad for another aspect of the base. May they I, have a very extremely divided Democratic caucus. May I point right? out, so you're ducking term- the question. The Democrats won. You but, must No, 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 no. If, if, if it's a victory, it's a very... <laughs> Pyrrhic victory, my friend. I think what Jeff is saying short-term pain, long-term gain. Sure, let's go with that one. Um, Does it look better as a Republican one week later? No, because we continue to lose (laughs) seats in the House. I mean, to be honest, I don't care if you call it a blue wave or or whatever you want to call it, we lost the House, which is not a good thing. But I do think there are several factors that went into that. Certainly history. We had a lot of retirements, and Democrats did very well in fundraising, so that certainly helped. But uh, the more we hear about another Democrat picking up a a congressional race here. Sure, it's frustrating, but I am encouraged that when all the dust is settled, we will have uh, uh, Senator Rick Scott will be in in Florida. We'll also have DeSantis. We'll have Brian Kemp in Georgia. And a lot of the Republicans that really should have already been taken their seat and Mm -hmm. moved ahead were still being held up because of problems with voting. So if if everybody won the week, then what is going to happen next week. What are you watching for next you know, week? I am watching for this Nancy uh, Pelosi. The leadership uh, battle. Yeah, yeah. This, this whole idea. I mean, she's got 17 firm no's at this point. Is she able to peel those people off? Does that kind of caucus, the you know, hell no to, Hans, uh, to Nancy caucus, does it grow mm. uh, going forward? You know, listen, she, I, I think there's 17. There might be up to like 23 or 24. I think that's going to be interesting to watch. What are some of these new freshmen, yeah. particularly I, somebody like uh, Well, and this is what I'm saying. Lay this out for me. Why is it important? Why is it so important? Because I believe it is um, the outcome of this to the direction of Congress, how Congress operates, how the House works with the, the, the White House and thus, you know, the president. Two things. The answer to this question. Two things quickly. My prediction for next. By the way, the vote is November 28th. Right. So it's not next week. It's the week right. after Thanksgiving. I think next week there's going to be a law. My prediction is that next week this mutiny, if you want to call it that, against Nancy Pelosi totally fizzles out. For one simple it's reason. It's not called mutiny. It's called democracy. Uh, well, they don't, in the caucuses, they don't have a candidate. You can't beat somebody with nobody. They might have Marsha Fudge, though, right? They might. They don't have a candidate. But is this kind of, is this like a, another version of palace intrigue? Does it, why does it matter so much? I want to answer that quickly. because, look, as good as Nancy Pelosi is at hurting votes and hurting cattle and getting things done, she is 
the, an old face of what we need for, or what you need for the, the Democratic Party. She does not have the votes. A lot of these people campaigned and told their constituents, they if you her. vote for me as a Democrat to represent you, I will not support Nancy Pelosi for Speaker. Marsha Fudge wants that position, but the Congressional Black Caucus stands behind Pelosi. Yeah. Even with that, she will not. Just quickly, not why it's speak. important, I think, is because Democrats need somebody experienced at the helm. They need somebody who can get things done, doesn't matter how old she is, who can get things done, and also who can maintain, Jeff, the balance between doing their constitutional duty of oversight and de legislating at the same time, and even working with Donald Trump on things like well, prescription drugs or I infrastructure. Will, I will, I will leave you with things. what I am looking for next week. I am looking for next week what President Trump said last week. I am looking for that beautiful bipartisanship <laughs> that he said could come from divided government. Let us see. And the shining turkey on the hill. Yes. <laughs> does it feel weird for everyone out there to hear Kate being optimistic? Yes, it does. All right. Thanks, everybody. Great to see you. That is the State of America this week. Be sure to listen to our podcast. You can subscribe at Apple Podcasts or your favorite app. We'll see you back here next week. Bye, guys. We all do things our own way. And since the way that each of us sleeps is unique, you need a bed that fits you just the right way. Sleep Number smart beds make your sleep experience as individual as you are, using cutting-edge technology to give you effortless, high-quality sleep every night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $15.99. Save $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.